Hello, welcome back to the Inner Thread podcast. Here with my father, Mr. Darone, the man, Levitan. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Hi, Sean. I'm feeling good today. I'm feeling high energy. A lot of excitement in the air with our rebrand, Inner Thread. We're a few weeks away from our clothes being ready, so I'm in a really good mood today. Yeah, and uh, it's a beautiful uh, change from 24 hours ago. I'm really <laughs> proud of you for able to change quickly. And on that note, let's take a big deep breath and get into today's episode. Before we get into this week's episode, I just want to touch on last week we talked about those voices in our head and separating which ones are you and which ones are maybe from people around you. And it's funny because, boy, did I open a can of worms. We just happened to record that episode and then a few comments from people close to me that just, I, I ended up using that episode a lot later that week, which was ironic. How uh, how you're inviting some energy to come to your life and it's coming. Yeah, we started talking about the inner critic. Well, whose voice is that? And then all of a sudden I got hit with all these like voices. And I was like, oh, I really had to practice. Like, is that my voice or is that not my voice? It was a helpful episode to have. I believe those voices are in our head all the time. It's a matter of how loud they are and how much room we give them. And can we actually stop them from from running at mm-hmm. all i think they come up when we are insecure the most yeah i felt super insecure this week and uh i have to say that i i did the meditation like three times because sitting in a meditation with a lot of stillness listening to those voices it was oof, it was really helpful but it's wonderful to see the separation between the voices and you yeah because there's an authentic sean that's listening to the voices yeah the question is are you affected by them does he love himself and can say thank you to the voices, thank you for trying to make me better, or thank you for your comments, but mm-hmm. I, got, I got this. And when you do that, you start to untangle them. Like I really felt almost like they were shoestrings that were all knotted up, and pull that one away, and you pull another one away. And then soon you're left with these like few that are really authentic. The ones that are left get stronger, and like I really felt this burst of like self-love and compassion that I really needed because I was in a pretty insecure spot. And that's the greatest way to get there without anybody's help. You're not looking for someone to tell you that you're worthy or lovable or good enough. You find it inside of you. And that's a beautiful practice because it's not that you don't need anybody, but you are not leaning on people to get your approval. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a good segue for this week's episode where we're going to talk about mental health. This week, I definitely felt super insecure. I felt small. I realized my mental health was suffering. And I think it's an important topic for today that I want to talk about because I had a few conversations with people around me and I could just see that there's so many different philosophies on mental health. I want to break down my my philosophy on mental health and then hear what you have to say. It literally feels like going to the gym. When you go to the gym or for me, when I go play soccer and I'm warming up, I kind of shake my limbs a little. I go on like a slow run and I'm trying to feel like, how's my body doing today? Oh, like my knee hurts, my hips a little tight, maybe my back, whatever it is. And then you like work on those areas, trying to loosen them up. You're giving those areas special attention. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay, they're not performing. Or you get out there and you feel really good. And so you're like, oh, wow, I'm moving today. I'm, I'm good. I'm ready. Like I'm healthy. I'm just realizing that it's literally like lifting weights for your body, but just for your brain. And I realized I have to close my eyes and sit in darkness with my thoughts. I do an audit. Like, where's my, where's my mental health right now? Because this week when I closed my eyes, my thoughts were super negative. I was really scared about a lot of stuff. I could just feel how small I was. 
And you need to bring that awareness inside. I spent a lot of time this week literally just sitting in my meditations and saying like, you're enough. I love you. You're already, you're already doing everything you need to do. Stuff I know, but just a mantra, like reminding myself. And it felt kind of ridiculous at times to just sit there and talk to myself like, I love you, bro. You're so good. But I could tell after the first one I did, I was like, I got to do that again tomorrow. You know, by the end of the week, I was like, wow. Okay. I could feel my mental health had cleared up. And I felt lighter and it was like, wow, it literally affected my, my body felt heavier. So I'm wondering what your thoughts are on that. Well, let's start in the end, the body feeling heavier. That's the connection of body and mind. You, it's not that there's mind and mental health and then there's body and it's all kind of interconnected. How many people have pain in the body because of stress in the, that they have in the world? It's contracting somewhere in the body. So the contraction is a place kind of like a defensive a defense mechanism. It's kind of a place of protection and that's tightening up and there's lower back pain and there's shoulder pain and there's neck pain. A lot of people push back on that theory too, which is interesting. I've had a lot of people that, that don't believe that if you're stressed, your body's affected. And I think if you just think about it from like if something happens around you and you like tense up, you're already, there's tension in your body, right? When you're like in an uncomfortable situation, you're like, you're flexed, you're tense. There's absolutely no doubt there's a connection between how you feel and how you, mentally and how your body reacts. I, I cannot stress it more. How many times did you hurt your back when you were stressed at work? Every single time, <laughs> I'm going to say it this way. Every single time my back hurt, it's, there was something really big happening in my life at the time. Mm. I can break it down. Every time we opening a bunch of new locations at the same time, boom, my back went out. Yeah. And it's not that I was doing anything different. I mm. wasn't working out more or something. Uh, it's, it's the stress. For me, it shows up in my lower back. For some people, it shows up in their neck. My stomach knees sometimes hips you know but lower back for example is when you take too much on yourself and it doesn't mean like taking too much on yourself physically mentally taking too much on mm -hmm. yourself too much work too many commitments helping too many people mm. you know it happens to me i help a lot of people and sometimes it's too much and i feel like my lower back it's like i'm literally <laughs> carrying them on my shoulders <laughs> think about it it's like we, something happens in the world we know it we don't know what to do with it so we want to park it somewhere so we don't we ignore it. So it doesn't leave our, you know, it doesn't really leave. It gets parked itself somewhere in the body. So it parks itself in the uh, in the lower back, parks itself in your neck. It sits there, mm -hmm. and until you deal with it, not just on a physical level, because getting a massage in your neck will maybe be temporary relief. But if you actually go to what really caused that tension to begin with, then you can start opening this up, and then maybe get the body massage to open it and and let it go but the body has this tendencies to contract in certain times in your life and it's something that we need to teach it not to do because it's happening automatically it's like a behavior pattern when when Correct. something happens to you emotionally you have this uh yeah this like parking spot in your body where you store it let's say something really significant happens in your life that's like very stressful you're, you're impacted your mental health your physical there's like people who tend to suppress those and i feel like that parks more in your body versus the alternative to suppression i guess would be what like feeling it and letting it pass through and so i think it's about awareness of the body awareness of yourself what i notice in my work is that just just understanding that it's not supposed to hurt you it's not enough just knowing it in your brain because a lot of people tell me well cognitively in my brain i get it mm -hmm. yeah i should not be stressed about that i get it but I still feel a lot of pain. I still feel that stress in my body. Yeah. So it's not enough 
to just know it. Right now, in the last couple of decades, there's a huge transformation into somatic therapy, the understanding that the body is part of the whole program and understanding things in your in your head it's just not enough there's got to be a more holistic approach to the entire system and it's not just the muscles it's also your organs it could be your liver your kidneys your heart your lungs our body participate in the process we are a holistic system and it's not just an understanding of our brain that decides what happens people saying having a gut feeling having a heartache those are not just words. It's really happening. Mm. It's happening to our body. So what, what do people do then? Like for me, for example, if I have one of these weeks again where I'm super insecure. So, so let me get into it. I think it's about the awareness, like knowing that the body reacts to it. When you have a day like this or hours like this or an event or something, that's kind of the meditation, the awareness that we are preaching here is to be aware of your body. Be aware of what's happening in your body at the time. So if you do meditation and something really strong happened today, your boss yelled at you, your girlfriend left you, something really strong happened today and you feel it everywhere. You feel it in your system. It's great to close our eyes and pay attention to where in our body do we feel it. Let that place open up in your body and see what emotions come out of there because mm. the reason it got contracted is the reaction to what happened. Mm. So someone left, so you feel insecure, you feel unsafe, you feel left alone in the world. Abandoned, yeah. All those things come up. So it's really not to do with that particular situation. It's got to do with something deeper in you, the belief that you have about the situation. Right. And that's kind of something very young, like it's stored in our body. There's an area in our body that's very sensitive to that. We used to, say, get very contracted in our stomach when we were very young and our parents were yelling at each other and we felt unsafe and our you know, our world was, was, was in... Shaking a little bit. Our world was dangerous and, and shaking. So now we are, every time something similar happened in our life, that is the reaction of That's our body. That's the parking spot. And now we're having these uh, digestive issues and we're getting diarrhea or constipation mm-hmm. or tummy ache or gas mm-hmm. or all that stuff happening in our tummy and it's like uncomfortable feeling. So the idea is how do we bring awareness to that? Use the body as the gateway to the actual core belief that originally made it happen and how do we take care of that? Does, mm. does it make sense? Totally. I mean, I think that's what this week's meditation is probably going to be. It's about like quieting down the mind and then exploring where in the body you tend to park those things. Can someone just sit down and do that? Is that pretty beginner or is that more... So, so there are different levels to it. There are somatic therapists that will put you in meditation and help you open up that gate and go to the core belief and explore it mm. and release it. But you can actually help yourself. If you can do a meditation and you can probably help them with some guided meditation is to go into that place breathe into it feel the safety and see how much you can touch in it sometimes it's really big and it's just not something you want to deal with right now so you want to just take a bite size of it only because it's really and maybe it's very traumatic but sometimes it's something that you can sit with and open it up and really yeah. feel it. Maybe you need to cry. So I was going to say that my therapist was doing that at the beginning when, when we started working together we would find something we'd be sitting talking and they'd be like ooh Close your eyes now. Go in. Relax. Okay, when you feel that, where does it go in the body? Like, start to explore. And there was multiple times where we would find something, close my eyes, you do like a guided meditation, I'll end up crying. Like, we'd find the thing, boom, and this flush of emotions comes out. What is crying is like, you know, I heard a thing, beautiful thing yesterday, that crying is like releasing the poison in the body. Mm. Uh, it's like the tears are releasing the poison in the body. So there's something about, there's something that sits there that's tight, that's protective, mm-hmm. that's feeling very uncomfortable. We're trying to cover it up. Now we're touching that place. It gets loosened up and with a cry actually releases that place. 
And the more we do that, the more we let that go and come to terms with it. Well, you're changing, like you said before, there's like a pattern, a behavior pattern where you start storing trauma in the body. So you're changing that pattern. Once you practice it a few times, it doesn't go there anymore. So there's awareness around it. And so where does it go now? It just passes through you? I would think the more you release it, when you do the bigger work of releasing it, you notice that it's, about, that it's going there and you catch it faster. Mm. And you let in, and you say, oh, here's that place again. I'm getting my tummy, you know, my let's go with the stomach uh, as an example. Oh, my my stomach is getting tight. I know that place. You meditate on it the same day. You relax yourself the same day. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have that long term effect of storing. What I'm hearing you say then is there's the parking it in your body, which is kind of like suppressing it, and then the alternative is actually feeling it. So letting it, opening it up, feeling it, sitting with it, letting it pass. But feeling it is like the way that it passes. It's a, it's a charged emotion or whatever it is. It's like a charged feeling. So if you don't feel it, you store it, you compact it into something in your body and you store it. And then it sits there and we all have these areas in our body that we tend to use more for different stuff. And then they can build up. That's why like in therapy, when my therapist quiets me down, I have these crazy releases because it's like stuff. I'm getting flashbacks from like five-year-old Sean and 13-year-old Sean and like way back because it's like super old stored stuff. So if I can use your example, if you don't mind, is that yes, you had moments this week that were very difficult, but because of that ability to get in touch with that really quick, you have a contact with the area in your body, you have a contact with your tension, you were able to sit in meditation for a couple of days and release it. Mm -hmm. And like I see you today, you're a different person. Yeah, totally. I believe that if that wasn't the case, you didn't have that practice, having that channel into that place, you could have been weeks, months, And who knows how long you would have been carrying it. There'd be some animosity about what people said. There'd be some, the whole thing will be like an, a wound that's getting more and more infected. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what would be the way it manifested itself in the world, but it would manifest itself in one, it would anger, mm-hmm. with, with something. Irritability, yeah. Yes, and some relational issues that you would have. Yeah. But you were able to say that's not whatever people, anybody says. It's my reaction to it. It's my old me and I'm going to get in touch with it, and I'm going to clean it up now. It's like you fell in a soccer game, and you had a scratch, and you're going to tend to it right away. Mm-hmm. And you're going to put whatever you need to put on it and clean it with alcohol and put antibiotic and wrap it, yeah. and now it's okay. Or ignoring it. I didn't even know it was bleeding before. <laughs> yeah, it's bleeding, but you know what? I don't want to deal with it because you know, I don't want blood, and I don't right. care, and all of a sudden you keep it gets infected, and yeah. you keep playing, and this a week goes by, and all of a sudden your whole finger is... Uh, it's all inflamed. Right? And so this is kind of the same. It, it, I don't feel like there's a big difference between the body reaction to sickness and our mind reaction to mm. the same kind of sickness. It's like, think about the mind as the body that needs attending to. Yeah. And I think that will be the easiest way to, yeah. to deal with it. So to take it back to the beginning, I was talking about how I see mental health as the basically the same thing as the body, right? It's like you got to treat it the same. And that's what you're saying as well is it's connected. It's almost like you're... It's connected and it's very much the same. Just think about... If you had a visible injury, what would you do? There's the injury that happens to your soul, to your mind, to your hmm. mental health yeah. is exactly the same. So just like you, if you roll an ankle, you put it in ice, you wrap it, you do whatever. Right. Think about someone's insult or some words yeah. that were hard just the same way. 
How do you attend to it? How do you put it in ice? What do you need to do? I mean, my takeaways are just high level that the mind and the body are almost the same thing. You got to treat the mind like it's another muscle that you have to exercise and uh, there, it could be injured. And we just have to spend more time nurturing that part of our body because it has a huge impact on our relationships, our lifestyle, just our overall peace and content. And if you're doubting it, there are many books. There's a lot of literature about it. The Body Keep the Score is one thing that comes to mind by Van der Kolk and there are Peter Levine books about connection between body and mind and trauma and many, many, many other good books about somatic therapy. And I feel like the entire field of therapy is actually more and more accepting it and going that direction. Just knowing the story is not enough. We need to feel it mm. and we need to complete the process. It needs to go down to the body level. Beautiful. You heard it here first. Go out there and feel your story. Your story.